Welcome to Fitness in the World with Benjamin Kasanji. Today I want to talk about our priorities rearranged. Yeah? This season has helped to, to rearrange our priorities. And Hebrews 27, I mean Hebrews 12, verse 27 to 28, he talks about a time that is coming where things shall be shaken. Things that can be shaken will be shaken. Yeah? He says, yet once more signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. And verse 28 says, Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Yeah, maybe we can read it in the Amplified Version. Let's get it in the Amplified Version and we see what, what it says. He says, now this expression yet once more indicates that the final removal and transformation of all that can be shaken, that is, of that which has been created in order that what cannot be shaken may remain and continue. There are things that have been created, there are things that have come up, and as stable as they look to be, they are shakable. Then verse 28 says, Let us therefore, receiving a kingdom that is firm and stable and cannot be shaken, that is the kingdom of God in which you have been called as a child of God. He says it cannot be shaken. Offer to God pleasing service and acceptable worship with modesty and pious care and godly fear and awe. Yeah, this is, this is a very amazing verse. There are many times we've looked at it and we only think about it when we think about end times, that a time will come where earth will be destroyed, and we think about it that way. But even during this season, we've seen things that have been shaken. Nations have been shaken. Uh, China has been developing very rapidly. If you go to YouTube, or you just look out statistics, China has been going so fast. And until, as human beings, we start looking at development, we start looking at uh, growth, economic growth, as a way of stability. But you see, when the coronavirus came, it didn't know whether you're economically stable or you're not. And this is a time that we have seen that some of those things that we counted so dear, those things that we thought gave us security, it is a time that they've been shaken. And for some of us, it may be sports. I know uh, there are people who say, I can't live without watching soccer. I can't live without watching NFL. I can't live without watching basketball. All these major leagues and games have been put on hold. And maybe it's bars and clubs and pubs. They've been closed. Here in Kenya, they've been closed. I don't know about other countries, but I know in Uganda, they've also been closed. And some people really thought, no, I can't come from work and go direct home. I need to pass through the bar. I need to pass through a club. I need to pass through a pub. Schools have been put on hold. Things we would never think about stopping have stopped. And this is God showing us that there are priorities. There are things that 
Just like the kingdom of God cannot be shaken, there are values that God has given us as human beings that are meant to stay, that are meant to be, that are meant to be firm. And one of them is our, our relationship with God, our fellowship with God. As we've grown as nations, we've grown as human beings, many times we think we are okay. As a church, as a ministry, we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe in prophecy. We believe in speaking in tongues. We believe in laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover. We believe in the manifestation of the power of the Holy Spirit. And it is very easy as Christians grow to stop praying, to stop believing these things when they get to a place where uh, they seem to be okay to the people around. I normally tell people in, in, in our church that as God grows them, we'll continue having prayer nights. And if we are having a prayer night, we are praying from maybe 9 p.m. to 6 a.m., that people will come, pack their expensive cars, come with all their, their status and pride. Maybe they are MPs, they are doctors, they are engineers, whichever status you have that they will come and pray. Spend the night praying in tongues and sweating. And this world shall know that we didn't need God just to elevate our status. No matter how high we go, he is still essential. He is still a very important God. And we need him. We can't live without him. Some of the things that are meant to be priority, especially being rearranged right now, are fellowship with God your personal fellowship with God. Because as long as you build a personal fellowship with God or personal relationship with God, that can never be shaken. That is why we can sing through the storm. That is why we can stand and give hope to a world that is losing hope. It is because of that relationship with God. So that should be considered. And it is something that we should think about so much during this time. Maybe you even used to go to church, or you still go to church, but in your heart you drew back concerning things of God and fellowship with him. Maybe you've, you've drawn back, you've grown cold, but this is a very good opportunity for you to reevaluate yourself and see, because the job you thought was security, the friends you thought would be security, recreation activities you thought would be security, this is a time some of them have been shaken. Maybe it is time to get back to that place and start building again. Let something good come out of this season. You remember that during that season where of the coronavirus, my relationship with God went to a higher level. I, I, re, I recommitted myself to, to the Lord. I refreshed myself. I was refreshed. I was renewed in the way I served God and the way I loved God. Yeah, then another thing is our faith. They may sound to be the same, but it is our faith in God, our faith in the finished work of Christ. There are many times in the Bible where we are told about, about faith, where Jesus rebuked the disciples for their lack of faith. And you realize that faith was not just during times of ease. Many times it was seen during times of uncertainty during times of great trouble, yeah? Abraham, we talk about Abraham. Why do we talk about Abraham as the father of faith? Because the wife was barren. They were not meant to have a child. They were aged. 
It was not in the biological clock for them to have a child at that time, but they had a child, and that was because of faith. So it is during such times that our faith is tested. It is easy for anyone to say, I'm very strong in my faith, I'm very strong in my faith, until a test comes, until a challenge comes. So this is a time for us to, to, to build that faith because it is what is sustaining some of us. It is the only thing that would be sustaining some of us during this time. Another priority is family. People have got time to spend time with their families. Now husbands are getting to see how awesome their wives are, how awesome their children are. They are getting to know that the games that their children play at school that they didn't even know about because they thought it is very key to meet their business partner every time after work. So by the time you come home, your children are sleeping, your wife is tired, you, you never talk, you never have a conversation. But this time is letting us know what is priority. Relationships with our relatives, our people. Right now you're seeing them and valuing them, spending time with them. You're seeing that when everything is shaken, these relationships are more important than some of the things that we've put above them. And uh, Bishop T.D. Jack said that it is, at times it's a common enemy that brings unity. Because right now, I saw China has sent doctors to volunteer in Italy. China has sent aid to Kenya. All countries are coming together to fight this common enemy. You're not hearing of the, the feud that goes on in the Middle East. You're not hearing of it as much because now there is a common enemy. There is an enemy right now that is bigger than missiles and rockets that have been shot at different countries. Right now there is something that is bigger and something that is no respecter of status of people. But it does not have to be that way. We can be united. We don't need to always let an enemy unite us. And it is the same thing I feel about knowing God and having our priorities in order. Because at times it's calamities that, calamities, catastrophes, or tough times that help us to reorder our priorities. And right now that's what's happening. Like I'm talking about families. Families are coming together. Priorities are being ordered. Things have been shaken. Even church services have been shaken. Because some of us have been thinking we can't survive without a church service. We can't survive if I, I don't go to, to my church and what. But you see, the major thing is your relationship with God. Church service is very important. But you see, churches have been shaken. Right now, we are here. This is empty. You're all at home. You're watching us from home. So this has been shaken. But our faith in God has not been shaken. Our relationship with God has not been shaken. And we have seen priorities We've seen that maybe we need to pay more attention to some of the things that we ignored. As we went on, I know people that have been traveling to look for money, as important as it is. Somebody leaves their family to go and work somewhere for two years. You leave your wife and children, they're like, we need this money. And right now, maybe it was the time for you to fly back. You can't be allowed because borders have been closed. And I know some of you are really thinking about it. Is this as important as spending time with my family? It is a very good thing to think about these things. It is sad that it is such times that make us remember these things. But to God, there is a proper order of our priorities. And I believe it is coming back right now. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13, 
Now, Ephesians chapter 6 is where he speaks about the, the armor of God, is where he tells us to put on the full armor of God. But I like verse 13 because he says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to, to withstand the evil in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. In other words, there is an evil day. There is an evil day. And if we don't learn the lessons that we are meant to learn during this season, that evil day is going to come again. And you will not be able to stand. It may not be coronavirus. It may be a loss, a loss of a, a loved one. It may be loss of a job. But there will always be an evil day that will come. And he says if we put on the whole armor of God, that we will be able to stand in that day. And he says that if we, as we've done everything to stand, let us stand. And this is the time. The Bible tells us in Proverbs that if you faint during your time of adversity, your strength is weak. In other words, if you've been training all along in the gym, you've been training as a boxer, and that day of the match comes and you draw back, that is the day we, we tell how strong you are. It is not during the time in the gym. So for many of us as Christians, we've been claiming many scriptures, we've been talking a lot, faith confessions. Now this is the day for the match. This is the day for the ring. This is the evil day it has come. So after we've done everything to stand, we've been reading the word, we've been worshiping, we've been going to church, we've been doing everything to stand. Will we stand during this time? This is now the time to stand. And after today, with this sharing, I'm sure you will even stand better during this time. You realize that you're privileged. You realize that God is for you. He's not left you alone. Yeah? Psalms 91. In Psalms 91, from verse 1, he tells us that he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, that word shadow there means like, it signifies protection. You go under a shadow for shade from the scorching sun. You park your car under a shade for, from the scorching sun because the scorching sun is like adversity. But he's saying that when you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, you will abide. To abide means you stay there. That's where you live. And he says, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High, not he that visits the secret place of the Most High. There is something that I was sharing last Sunday before this lockdown. And I was telling people in church that never give up what you know for what you don't know. The word of God is true. The word of God has been tested. There may be many experiences around you, but they are not as true as the word of God, no matter how real they seem to be. And one of the things that is so true is Psalm 91, that there is protection for you. You can take on that verse. You can take on the whole chapter, I mean, and you claim it and believe it. Don't throw it away for what you don't know because during such a time, you're going to be asked questions, especially by many non-believers, but even believers. You're going to say, you, do you think there were no Christians in Italy? How come many people have died in Italy? Do you think every Christian has not been affected? Some Christians have, not been, have been affected. But you know, your response should be, I may not know, I may not have an explanation for all this, but one thing I know is that God, who does not lie, who is true, he said that if I dwell in his secret place, I will abide under his shadow. I'll abide under his security all the days of my life. And 
He, when, you go, when you go to verse 3, he says, For he will save you from the trap of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Let's go to verse 4. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings thou shalt trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Imagine, his truth, his word shall be your weapon. It is what will be your buckler. And this is also to answer another question. Faith does not mean the battle will not come. Actually, that is why we need faith. Why would he say his truth is a shield? It is a shield because it is for defense. Something is coming. And a buckler for offense. For it, is, it, is, it is for fighting. There is a battle. But in this battle, we have his truth as our shield. We have his truth as our protection. Yeah? Let's go on with this psalm. You will enjoy this. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flieth by day. You have the shield. And it is so amazing that he says, you shall not, afraid, you shall not be afraid. He's not saying, do not be afraid. Think about it. There are many times where he tells us, do not be afraid. But here he's saying, you will not be. Why? Because you dwell in his secret place. If you dwell in his secret place, you abide in his shadow. And if you abide in his shadow, you shall not be. He's not telling you, don't be afraid. I know the greatest message right now is to encourage people not to be afraid. But what if we look back in retrospect, we would realize that if we had been dwelling, if we had been abiding in the secret place of the Most High, in such times, we would not be afraid. And it is a very awesome thing not to be afraid. Uh, one of the people who, died, who first died to coronavirus was a doctor from China. I know many of you have read about this online, but a doctor from China who was trying to bring awareness about this disease and he was arrested. This man was treating people with the disease. He was not afraid. He died to the disease, but he was not afraid. I believe this man dwelt in that secret place of the Most High. He was a born-again believer in China. And with all the persecution that goes on in China, he believed in God. That is why he was able to offer others help at the expense of his own life, at the expense of his own, his own life. And many people will say, that is foolish. That is, no, when you dwell in his secret place, you see beyond this physical life. This physical life is just but a wind. This that we try to cling on to so much is just but a wind. There is something that cannot be shaken. That is the kingdom of God. And that man, as we may think that he lost his life, he gained it. Because he gave it for the purpose that God had given to him. Yeah? And verse 6. Nor the pestilence that walketh in the darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come Thee. Let's read it in the Amplified. Listen to what he's saying. A thousand shall fall on your side, yeah? And ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Uh, this is meaning that there's a lot that is going to go on around us, yeah? Being a person of faith does not mean, like I've emphasized, that things will not, uh, that things will not happen around you. But it means that as things happen around you, 
you can stick to the word of God and you still see exemption. You still see exemption. And we've seen this even right from the Old Testament. Meshach, Abednego, and Shadrach, they are put in a fire. So it's not that the fire didn't come, but they stood through the fire. We looked at Joseph, thrown in a pit by his brothers, went through all these things, and he emerged as a prime minister. One of the ways that we can dwell in the secret place of the Most High is taking heed of his word, what he has for you right now. There is a lot that is going on on the news. There is a lot that is going on around you, a lot of scare. The devil has used fear more than the coronavirus. The fear of coronavirus has superseded the disease itself, and everyone is terrified. But at times it's because of what we are tuning into. You can choose to listen to his word. You can choose to have his word as your shield. And there is peace that you will have. There is terror that shall not come by you. You will stand through this storm. As crazy as it may seem, you will stand through it and you will go through it. There is hope for us. There is hope for every child of God. And it is you who can give hope to those around you. It is you that can give this hope to your parents, your relatives, your neighbors, because it has to first be a reality for you. Don't listen to, I, I, I normally joke about this. I normally say that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I say fear comes by hearing and hearing by the news. You see, it, it's not that there's anything wrong about the news. But a lot of what we are hearing, if it is contrary to the word of God, it is not going to help us in any way. It is going to put us down. You realize that there are many people who will die because of the fear that has come more than the, the disease. Blood pressure has shot high. So they will not say they've died to coronavirus because they've not died to coronavirus. But like uh, their health has gone down because of the fear that this coronavirus has brought or has come with. You can abide in the secret place of the Most High. You can take his word as your shield. Take it as a truth from today. And I also believe that this season has come to an end. It is coming to an end. I declare that this season has come to an end. And let it leave you as the church, as a child of God. Let it leave you distinguished. Let it leave you as a beacon of hope in this world. Let people look at you and admire your relationship in God. How are you so stable during such a time? How are you so encouraged during such a time? You may be watching and maybe you've not received this Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but I tell you the truth. His peace is real. It is real. You don't need to be afraid. You can receive him. He paid the price for your sins. Sin is not an issue anymore. That is why he died on that cross. You can repeat this after me. You can say, Lord Jesus, be real to me. I want to know you. I want to know you. The pastor has just said that you died for my sins. You paid a price for me. Let me know God through you. I want a relationship with you. The reality. I don't want to play church. I don't want to just be religious. Let me know you. Be real to me. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>